0: As I've been sharing in the last two episodes, my husband and I recently realized that a dream adventure that we have been on, we didn't want to do it anymore. And one of the things that we really started to worry about, which is so crazy, was what other people would think when we told them that we didn't want to do this adventure anymore. What would, would they think that we failed? Would they... You know, those that were following us vicariously, would they be disappointed in us? What would they think of us? Would they judge us? And, you know, I'm thinking maybe you feel that way with your career. After all, you went to school for years for the degree. You talked about how excited you were for this career. You planned for it. You've worked hard for it. And you're now living the dream, air quotes there, except that for you, it's not what you thought it would be. And you secretly want to throw in the towel and try something else. But you stay where you are because you're worried about what other people will think when you tell them you don't want to do it anymore. If that resonates with you, my friend, then stay tuned. This podcast is going to help you clear the FOBO and learn exactly what that means. Welcome to the Discovering Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Miter. I'm here to help you unleash your strengths and get clarity on your calling. I believe when you find your purpose in life, Fulfillment, joy, and success will follow. If you're ready, pop in those earbuds, hit that follow button, and join me on this journey toward discovering your calling. So why on earth do we worry so much about what other people think? You know, it's really crazy because honestly, when I think about it, the people who may be the biggest critics of our lives are usually the same ones who have never, ever attempted anything outside of the ordinary. They live in a very small, comfortable box, I like to say. They're the ones who might talk about their dreams, but they're, they're the ones that never reach for them. So why do we worry about that so much? You know, realistically, I think we all know we shouldn't care what other people think, but we do. We do, especially in today's world where everything's so... Highlighted on social media, and everybody follows everybody. Everybody knows what everybody else is doing. But the reality is, the only people we should really be concerned with, as far as their opinions go on what we're doing or not doing, are those who will be directly affected by our decisions. For Tom and I, basically, that was just Tom and I. (laughs) No one else really mattered in that decision. Yes, we valued our friends and family's opinions. But otherwise we shouldn't really care because we're the ones who are living the life and we're the ones who may have to make the decision what's best for us right now. And for you, the only ones who should matter are the people directly affected with your decision about your career. Probably your spouse could be your coworkers. It might be your boss because they all have an invested interest in your career but the only one who really matters the most, would I would think be your spouse. And if you have a great spouse like I do, I'm guessing your happiness and well-being will be their number one concern for you. And I know that all makes sense. And even as I say it, I'm trying to convince myself that we shouldn't have to worry about what other people think. And I started searching online about Fear of other people's opinions, and I found some great information, and actually downloaded the book by Michael Gervais. He's a psychologist with expertise on the link between the mind and human performance, and he's the author of the first rule of mastery: Stop worrying about what people think of you. I highly recommend you download the book if you suffer from this on any aspect of your life. But he he shares that yes, there was a day that. We needed our community to help us survive. You know, if you think back like caveman days, and, you know, if somebody didn't like you or didn't agree with you, and they kicked you out of the tribe, that was literally life and death. But today, we don't have that being having somebody disagree with our opinion isn't normally life or death. But yet, our brain can still go to default on those old habits that it matters what other people think. Now, Michael Gervais goes on to say in his book that some people's opinions do in fact matter, and they can have a significant impact on one's trajectory in life. But phobo, as he calls it, which is fear of people's opinions. So phobo. we heard of FOMO, fear of missing out. So phobo is fear of people's opinions. He says, phobo can constrict your potential and prevent you from doing what you feel called to do. That's so good. And in his book, he goes on to say that Phobo is a hidden epidemic that may be the single greatest constrictor of human potential. As he explains, he says, our concern with what other people think about us has become an irrational, unproductive, and unhealthy obsession in the modern world. And it's negative effects reach into all aspects of our lives. I don't know about you, but I don't want FOBO to make me have this unhealthy obsession. And I don't want to be unproductive. And I don't want those negative effects on my life. So he goes on to say that it, that FOBO can go, can slow down decision making and decrease risk taking, creativity, innovation and collaboration. He says, when we stamp around the world, trying to please others and be who we think people want us to be rather than who we really are, we live life on their terms, not ours. I'm going to repeat that one. He says, when we stamp around the world, trying to please others and be who we think people want us to be rather than who we really are, we live life on their terms not ours. Then he goes on to say, if you start paying less and less attention to what makes you, you, your talents, beliefs, and values, and start conforming to what others may or may not think, you'll harm your potential. You'll start playing it safe because you're afraid of what will happen on the other side of the critique. You'll fear being ridiculed or rejected. When challenged, you'll surrender your viewpoint. You won't raise your hand when you can't control the outcome. You won't go for that promotion because you won't think you're qualified. So good. So good. And maybe this is hitting you like it hit me. It's like, oh my gosh, how many times in my life have I done that? Have I played small because I was worried about what other people would think if I stepped up and I voiced my opinion. Honestly, on this podcast, that happens. Sometimes I don't voice my real opinion because I'm worried about, wait, how am I going to sound on that? Am I going to sound stupid if I voice that opinion? Am I saying this right? Am I pronouncing the word right? All of these fears can just keep us stuck. So here's the good news. There are things we can do to overcome FOBO. So Gervais Suggest these steps and I'm going to share those with you. And then I have a couple of things that I want to share with you to help you get through FOBO. So grab a pen, grab your notebook, grab your phone, your notes page, write these down. This is so, so, so important because you know what? In 2024, I don't know about you, but I don't want to play small. I want to reach my full potential and I want to step into my greatness. I want to step into my calling. I want to step into what I'm designed to do and, and little hint here next week or the next episode, I'm going to share more on how you can do that by doing strength based goal setting. My husband and I just did that. It was so powerful, so powerful. Um, so I'm going to share some tips on that in the next episode. But let's come back to today. Here's what you can do about so from Gervais, he suggests that we take these steps if you find yourself experiencing phobo, As he puts it, he said, these can dampen the intensity of your stress responses. Number one, guide yourself towards confidence-building statements. Statements like, I am a good public speaker. I put in the work so that I can trust my abilities. I have a lot of great things to say. I am completely prepared for this promotion. And he says, these statements or whatever, you, you need to create your own statement there, obviously. These statements will help you focus on your skills and abilities Rather than others' opinions. So focus, create that confidence-building statement that's based on your skills and abilities. I also would add, I recommend pull out your Clifton Strengths 34 report and see what your natural talents say about you and create the confidence-building statement around that. The second thing he says to just help dampen the intensity of a phobo is to take deep breaths. He said this will signal to your brain, that you are not in immediate danger, that you're not going to get kicked out of the tribe. So just pause and take those deep breaths. Do that with me. Just doing that lowers your stress immediately and reminds you that you're not under danger and that you can do this. And you have those confident, confidence building statement to fall back on. Now, Gervais also goes on to say, if you really want to conquer Phobo, you'll need to cultivate more self-awareness. And he says, if you want to be your best self or your best while being less fearful of people's opinions, you need to develop a stronger and much deeper sense of who you are. And my friend, isn't that what we're doing on this show and this podcast, like I hope that's what you're doing. And diving into your Clifton strengths and your talents, your natural talents and abilities. That's just cultivating that self awareness. But he gives us some questions here that you can ask yourself to really develop that. And he suggests that you create a personal philosophy, which is a word or phrase that expresses your basic beliefs and values. And here are some questions you could ask yourself to create that personal philosophy. Number one, when I'm at my best, what beliefs lie just beneath the surface of my thoughts and actions? So number one, when I'm at my best, what beliefs lie just beneath the surface of my thoughts and actions? When you're at your best, remember that part. Number two, who are the people that demonstrate characteristics and qualities that are in alignment with mine? So who are the people that you know or maybe you've you've read about that demonstrate characteristics and qualities that are in alignment with yours? What are those qualities? That's number three. What are those qualities? Number four, what are your favorite quotes, your favorite words? And I would add, again, pull out your Clifton Strengths report and make sure all of this aligns with your top five core talents. So then he says, once you've answered these questions, circle the words that stand out to you and cross out the ones that don't and then after studying what's left so the words you circle try to come up with a phrase or sentence that lines up with exactly who you are and how you want to live your life then share that draft with a loved one ask for input and fine-tune your philosophy from there and then he says commit it to memory and return to it daily I would recommend you put it on a sticky note on your computer or put it on your phone so it pops up every day as a reminder. And I love that idea of this personal philosophy and again, make sure it aligns with your natural talents as well. So, back with my husband. You know, this was something else he did and this is another step that I would suggest you take for overcoming phobo. And that is tell one trusted person. When he finally told me that he just didn't want to do this anymore. I could tell the weight was lifted off of his shoulders. So he told me first, we talked it through. Then we told our kids. And then we called some of our very closest sailing friends and let them in on it. Now we've told a few more friends. We've started talking about it with people in our community here. And eventually we'll make a YouTube video for the followers. But who's that one person, maybe it is your spouse, that you can just tell right now, let them in on your secret that you want to make a change this year. And I promise you that you will feel a huge weight lifted off of your shoulders. Don't carry this all by yourself. Tell that one person. And then together, you can make a plan to tell other people that need to be in on it right now. But the last thing I want to close with is I want you to remember that no matter what, your time working that job, your time going to school to get that degree, your time, you know, as a manager or a boss or a CEO of that business, or for us our time traveling on the boat, that's not wasted time. And even though it's time to let it go and change your course, it's okay. Cuz guess what? You tried something and decided it wasn't for you. We tried something and decided it wasn't for us. It's no big deal. We're here to tell the story. And the only way we know what we enjoy doing and what we don't enjoy doing is by trying it. You never know unless you get out there and try it. And not to mention that, you know, we're going to take away memories and experiences and new friends and most of all comfort in knowing that we tried this. And so will you. What are the experiences, the skills, the the things you've learned by trying what you just tried, even if now it's time to let it go? And these are the things that no one can take away from you, even if they don't, you know, they don't understand your reason behind there. They can't take away all of those from you. So nothing is ever lost. No time is wasted because there's always something that comes along with us. The only sad thing would be if you didn't try it. The only sad thing would be if you're on your deathbed, thinking back to that day of like, you know, I wish I would have bought the sailboat and traveled. I wonder what, I, what it would have been like. I wish I would have gotten the degree. I wish I would have tried doing that other job. I wish I would have started my own business, but you never did it because you were f- so fearful of what other people would think. So my friend... What have you been holding on to? Because you've been suffering from FOBO. And is it time to let it go? Let it go. And I'm not going to start singing for you. But like frozen, let it go. (laughs) Let it go. All right. So as a reminder, next week, next week, we're going to I'm going to share some tips for setting strengths based goals. Because now that we are aware of what we need to not bring into the new year with us, and we're ready to let things go, we want to step into our greatness, we want to step into our calling, we want to step into being the person we're called to be, and being productive and all those and letting the FOBO go. So it's time to start thinking about the future and set goals that will energize and excite us. And goals that you will keep through the whole year. It's not about losing weight. It's not about going to the gym is not even about dry January. None of that. So it's tips setting strengths-based goals based on your natural talents and strengths. So powerful. So, so powerful. So catch me next week. And in the meanwhile, remember that you are meant for greatness. You are not meant to play small. So let's make 2024 that year that we truly do maximize our potential. Thanks as always for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for spending this time with me. My hope is something you heard today inspires you to take action toward discovering your calling. I just have two favors to ask of you before you go. One, if you found value and enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and you might hear your review read on a future episode. And two, can you share this episode with three friends who will also enjoy it as much as you did? By doing these things, you will help us grow the podcast to make a bigger impact on the world. And until next week, remember, you've been created to live a life of fulfillment, freedom, purpose, success, and joy.